Welcome to the 7-Minute Job Interview Podcast, where we answer your job interview questions, resume questions, and provide job search advice in only seven minutes. And now your host, Davon Goddard. Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's Davon here with the 7-Minute Job Interview Podcast, where we help young professionals advance in their careers, and we do so by answering your questions. Now, before we jump into things, if anyone is having trouble with their resume, you feel like employees are ignoring you and you're not sure what to do, make sure you come over to 7minutesjobinterview.com forward slash resume. All right, that's the number seven. Make sure you come over and you can copy and paste your resume, copy and paste the job description in which you're applying, And instantly, you're going to get an entire page of what you need to do to optimize your resume, and it's free. So make sure you come over, 7minutesjobinterview.com forward slash resume. Now, with that being said, let's jump into today's question. How exactly do I take advantage of the current job search market? Now, in this episode, I wanted to focus on how job interviews are changing, how, how the job search process is changing, and what you can do in order to take advantage of that, right? Um, because a lot is changing within the job market, so you need to be well aware on exactly what's going on if you want to maximize your potential, right? So I want to focus on nine things. So I'm going to focus on what's changing about that particular part of the job search process, and I'm, I'm going to tell you what you can do in order to maximize Um, and make sure it benefits in your favor. So the first way jobs are changing is the style of interviewing, right? We're going more towards behavioral interviews. And for those of you who don't know what it is, behavioral interview is a situational uh, based interview. So it's based around um, questions that are situational, such as tell me about the time you worked with a difficult team member. Tell me about the time... um, you worked on a project that didn't go so well. Tell me about the time you managed deadlines um, specifically, right? So employers want to know more about how you handle a a certain situation and how you found success handling that certain situation. This way they can better determine, okay, if, if he or she is put in this position, how are they going to handle the challenges and the day-to-day tasks? Um, and they're using... Um, your answer because that's going to give them an, give them an indicator of how you see situations, how you think through situations, and it's very important. So um, another thing on behavioral interviews is when whenever someone asks you a question, tell me by the time you did this, tell me by the time you managed a deadline or what have you, you have to answer in the STAR format. Now I talked about this before. STAR is an acronym. S and T stands for situation or task. So when you're asked the question, um, you have to come back with what the situation or task was. So let's say for an example, um, they asked me, tell me by the time you managed a tight deadline. You can tell them, hey, I had a project due. It was last minute by my supervisor. It was due in two days, but I had a ton on my plate. That's the situation or task. Next, A is the action. What action did you take? Okay, you had this project that was due in two or three days. What action did you take? Um, who did you collaborate with? What? How did you set up the schedule? What was your action plan? How did you map out this plan in order for you to get the job done on time and successfully? Right. So you have to talk about that. And the R, 
which is the last letter in the word star, result. What was the result, right? You had this tight deadline. It was due in two or three days. What action did you take and what was the result? Did you make it? Did you not make it? Why didn't you make it? Or why did you make it? You have to really break down everything in regards to behavioral type interview questions. So that's just um, some of my advice there. In fact, that's the only job interview um, questions I like to personally um, study because a lot of more a, a lot more job interviews, you know, is based around what have you done in the past and how can that help us in the future? And that's exactly what behavior interviews are all about. So my advice for you guys is to study behavior interview questions heavily. Make sure you study those. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was freelancing and contracting positions. So this is huge nowadays. I believe there are over uh, 57 million Americans that's in the freelance economy. And that's just Americans. And they're making roughly $28 an hour on average, on average. And that's, that's actually more than 70% of workers um, that's more than what 70% of workers are making. So freelance, the freelance economy is growing. It's huge. Now, um, freelance, you know, you're simply providing a service for a company, um, whether um, and most of it takes place online, right? So a lot of people freelance, and there's a ton of websites in which you can freelance. Um, and you guys know I talk about this all the time. They got the website Upwork.com. Um, that's one of the main hubs that I like personally. Um, even I freelance there. Um, they also have websites like Fiverr.com where you can freelance and you can start there and really start building your career. You know, um, if you're freelancing, look at yourself as a consultant. You know, it doesn't matter what you're freelancing in, whether it be in accounting, um, data entry work, graphic design, does not matter. You have these platforms where you can brand yourself around your freelance gig. And it can be different from the job that you're in. You know, it can be somewhere you want to go eventually, but the freelance economy is huge. It's huge, guys. I kid you not. And even if you have a nine to five job right now that you, you're absolutely in love with, you know, um, even if you have that, I still recommend that you guys start freelancing and start building your own brand. Start building your own you know, you.com, start building your own company that's just you because branding is essential and the freelance economy is going to allow you to have that day-to-day um, work with, um, with clients. It's going to allow you to really build a reputation for yourself and really put yourself in a position in which you, you are branding you. People, people are going to start knowing you for what you do via freelance, right? And as I mentioned Freelance is growing. The freelance economy is huge. And a lot more companies, guys, a lot more companies, they're hiring, um, you know, freelance contract positions. You know, a lot of these positions are short-term positions. Um, a lot of companies are more, are moving towards contract work. So, um, hey, we'll bring you on for a year or two. You complete this project and then it's over. You know, they're compensating you for that. But at the same time, they're offering these short-term solutions because because companies, you know, it's, it's saving the company money in the long term, right? And as more and more people want work-life balance, as more and more people um, 
want to be in a position in which, you know, sometimes they can stay home and take care of their kids. You know, sometimes they can stay home or sometimes they can go to that soccer game that they would normally miss because of work. You know, they don't have to schedule an entire day off in order to go to the doctor's office. So a lot of people are moving more towards the freelance economy and the freelance work. And I highly recommend that you guys get on board. I kid you not, there's going to be a time where most work is going to be strictly freelance. And if you don't take advantage and really build your reputation and really build your experience in the freelance economy, then you're going to be left behind, right? Um, Work is going to be probably more shorter term. So one year you'll be working with one company. The next six months, you probably work with another company. And then the next two years, you'll probably be with another company. But it's all, you know, it's all freelance based, right? Where you're managing clients and things like that. And a lot of people are taking advantage of this market. And that's because that's exactly where the job force is going. As as I mentioned, a lot of people want more flexibility within their lives. They don't want to spend eight to 10 hours at a desk every single day watching their life go by. They want to take more control of their time so they can have time to do the things they love and spend time with the people they love. And the freelance economy is a great way to put yourself in a position to get there. So I highly recommend it, guys. You should definitely, definitely get on that. And, you know, to uh, put this subject to rest, um, it was a statistic that was out there. 51% of freelancers say that no amount of money would entice them to take a traditional job. Now, that says a lot. It says what people are starting to really think of their time. And, and really what's important to them. And you have to think about that too. What's important to you and how do you spend your daily, you know, how do you spend the day-to-day and how does that correlate with how you feel? I mean, are you happy doing what you're doing? Would you like more time to spend with your family? Would you like, you know, all of that can be done through freelancing. So I highly recommend you guys check it out. And as I mentioned, you can get started on Upwork.com. I feel like that's one of the best platforms out there in my personal opinion, but Make sure you guys check it out, man. Seriously. Okay. Next one I wanted to jump in on how job the job search process is changing is that specific skills matter. Now, what do I mean when I say this? So, um, you know, nowadays company a company wants someone who's specifically skilled in a certain software, right? So let's say for an example, um, I'm an accountant, right? Um you know, accounting, they have different cloud-based solutions and cloud-based softwares. They got FreshBooks, QuickBooks, and things like that. But companies, they want you to be well-versed on the software that they're using. So if, if, if they don't use FreshBooks or, or if they don't use QuickBooks or if they use an updated version of them, they want, they want experience with that particular subject matter. They are looking for subject matter experts, which are SMEs, right? People are looking for these. Companies are looking for this now more than ever. They want you to be well-versed with that one particular software, right? So what better way to accomplish this? You can go on YouTube.com. You can go on um, on Udemy.com. That's U-D-E-M-Y.com. And you can learn just about any software. There's courses out there. There's a ton of things you can learn, right? So I definitely, definitely want you guys to take advantage of that. 
and start to know that, you know, you have to be skilled. You have to be skilled. Now, it's great to have well-rounded experience where you're experienced in different things, but more and more companies are looking for subject matter experts. So it's very, very important for you to start um, making, you know, just, just, just look at the landscape of your current field, right? Um, so let's say you're in supply chain. You know that SAP is an important system. You know that ServiceNow is an important system. So you have to do what you have to do in order to learn as much as you can about the platforms, about the upgrades, learn as much as you can about them online and you can do so online right um you have to familiarize yourself with this because at the end of the day you're probably not going to get that experience at your job but you have to see where your your career field is going and you have to be in a position in which you're one step ahead of the game so specific skills do matter now another way job interviews are changing is video video is making its way you know companies are um, saving a lot of time and a lot of money doing video interviews. You know, I remember when I used to go to interviews, um, it wasn't that long ago. Um, it would be, you know, a company, uh, you do a phone interview, then the company will actually fly you out. They fly out, they fly out the top candidates. You'll stay there for like a career day sort of thing, get to learn more about the company. You'll probably have some skills tests along the way. But nowadays, you know, companies are high, are hopping on Skype. They're hopping on, um, a platform called um, called HireVue, which um, some of you may have, um, some of you may know about. And the thing about it is, you know, they're like, that's exactly how they're going about the process. So you have to adapt to that. You have to adapt to showing that same, that same character that you can show in person. You have to adapt to being able to show that via, um, via uh, video interviews, right? And sometimes it can be tough. But there's a few things you can do, like a sm- like a few small tips when it comes to um, uh, video interviews. For one, um, don't look at the screen. You want to look at the camera, so that way it looks like you're looking directly at them, even though you're not, because you're looking into the lens. But it makes it look like you're looking at them, right? So you're not looking down on your computer screen the entire time. Another thing, make sure you're dressed all the way, right? Don't just have a uh, the the top version of the suit and tie, you know, with and you got your boxer shorts on at the bottom, you don't want to do that. You want to dress up all the way. Even though they can't see that, you're going to feel like, you know, um, you're going to feel like you're complete when you have an entire suit on or a shirt and tie when you're dressed all the way. So you definitely want to do that. Um, Another piece of advice when it comes to video interviewing, make sure you have uh, a plain background. You know, that way there are no distractions you know, with pictures and things like that. So jump on the plain, brack, uh, uh, plain background. That's really going to help. And my best piece of advice is kind of funny. I don't, I don't, <laughs> you know, I couldn't even believe I actually did this. It was funny though. So um, I had a video interview and, you know, my computer didn't have the best webcam. So I went to Best Buy and I bought the absolute best webcam they had. Um, it was a few hundred dollars, really good webcam. I used that for the interview, which was the next day, and I went to Best Buy as soon as the interview was over, and I took it back, and I returned it. Now, I'm not recommending you do that, you know. <laughs> um, if you can purchase it, that would be great, but, um, you know, I was broke just coming out of college, and I had to do what I had to do in order to, you know, land a job opportunity, and I was able to do so. Um, so, I highly recommend that. Make sure you have a clear camera, especially nowadays. Um, there's a lot of 
affordable options out there. So make sure you guys keep that in mind. Now, another thing I wanted to talk about is employers know who you are now, right? Employers can search you so easily. They can find you on LinkedIn. They can find you on Facebook. Um, Instagram may be a little tougher because a lot of people don't have their um, first, you know, their full names, but employers know who you are more than ever. So you have to maintain um, a certain sense of professionalism. Now, granted, that doesn't mean that you have to be in a suit and tie in every single picture, right? But you don't want to have anything, anything crazy on social media because employers, they can look you up and they can find you. And on the contrary, if they can't find you, then that also poses as a problem because employers want to know that, hey, um, that this person has a brand, that this person, you know, is professional, that this person has actually accomplished something. You know, when they search you, they want you to come up in Google so they can learn more about you and they can, and they can learn how you built your brand. Right. So you have to be careful about about what you put out there, you know, so. Make sure you guys keep in mind that whenever you apply for a job, employers, you know, by the time they call you in for a job interview, they probably already checked out your social media profiles. They probably already know a little bit about you. So make sure you keep that in mind. Now, another thing I wanted to talk about, and then we have one more after this. So this one is global um, global competition. Now, as you guys know, I talked about freelancing and I talked about contracting and things like that. Look, guys, I kid you not. If you go to Upwork.com, you will see there's so many people there. There's so many companies who's hiring freelance workers, who's who, who's hiring contract workers. It's a lot of a lot of companies are doing this, guys, and it's going to get to a point where you're competing with everyone globally, right? Not just in your state, not just in your city. You're competing globally because companies are moving more towards freelance work where you can work from home. And now keep in mind, also, you're competing with people who are willing to take way less money than you because their cost of living isn't as high or their their um, currency isn't worth as much. Right. So for an example, um, I hired a few people to work on some stuff I was working on and I hired them through Upwork.com and they were both from um, Sri Lanka. So I hired them and guys, I kid you not, like I was paying, I was paying uh, somewhere around 10 bucks an hour. And that was, that was, that was high. That was on the high end for them at that time, you know, but here in the United States is different. Is different. Ten dollars an hour is 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 really not going to get you to where you need to be. But for these people over in Sri Lanka, it was completely fine, and they over delivered. I kid you not. They completely they completely crushed it. They crushed the task that I gave them, and they did it so effortlessly with no complaining, and they just made it happen. So it's more important than ever for all of you to really be on your p's and q's. And try to become a subject matter expert at whatever it is that you're doing. Because at the end of the day, it's going to come to a point where you're competing globally. And things are going to get very interesting if you don't have a specific skill set. If you don't have anything specific that you're particularly great at. right? You're going to be in a position in which you're just 
out the ballpark and you're going to lose. So I really want you guys to get ahead of this. Start freelancing. Start going to websites like Udemy.com. Start learning different softwares and become that subject matter expert because it's going to matter. Now, the last thing I wanted to go into on how the job market is changing is you have direct employer communication. And this is important because a lot of people email me telling me they've applied to this amount of jobs and they haven't had any response from the employers. And I ask, how did you apply? And you say, oh, I applied on Indeed. Or, oh, I, I just use ZipRecruiter and hit one-click apply. That's not going to cut it. Guys, you have LinkedIn, and I use this all the time, and I tell people to use it all the time. You can literally, right now, let's say I want a job at PepsiCo, and let's say they're hiring a supply chain manager, and I've seen it, right? I've seen it on Indeed, so I, I applied on Indeed. Yes, fine, but then I go to LinkedIn. I type in PepsiCo in the search bar, and you're going to see two tabs, one for people you can, look, you can look for people or you can search for company. So I'll go to people or employees that work at PepsiCo. And you can filter it down to location. You can filter it down to what department they work in. You can filter it down to anything. So what I like to do is I like to go to the search bar. I type in the company and then um, there's a filter. It, 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 it asks you about um the title or the position of that person. I think it's title. Um, I'll type in recruiter or talent manager or talent acquisition or supply chain, and those people will come up. And I will direct email those people through LinkedIn, and I'll get responses. I'll say, hey, I wanted to bypass the applicant tracking system. I think I'm very qualified for this position. Here's my resume. And I'll get responses and say, oh, that's great. I forwarded your resume up to our hiring manager. That way, you avoided everything when it comes to applying for jobs. You avoided the job search black hole where you apply for a job on a on the job board and your resume just gets sucked in and no one ever hears from it again. You avoided that entire process. Not only that, but you also got kind of a referral from an employee who actually works there. So the hiring manager is more likely to take a look at your resume because it came directly from someone they know. So that's very, very important, guys. You have direct employer communication. Not only that, but let's say you have a job interview coming up, right? You can look up that person on LinkedIn and you can learn about them. You can see what groups they're involved in. You can see what um, what societies they're involved in, any organizations. You can see... Um, any volunteer work that they do, any community service that they do. And you can find a way to, to tie that into your job interview, you know, let, let, letting them know, like, hey, I've done my research and, you know, that, and that's exactly why I'm here. And that's what's going to help me stand out. But the fact that you have direct employer communication has made, you know, job search has made the job search process much easier because a lot of people's a lot of people they're just not going to do it. They're just not going to take the effort. They're just not going to take the time to do it, right? And that's where you should stand out by reaching out to employers directly on LinkedIn and learning about them and learning about more opportunities. In fact, there's job opportunities that's not even listed sometimes. It's all internal, but you'll never know about it unless you ask. And the best way to do it is through LinkedIn. So yeah, guys, that's my tips on you know, how job search, the job search market is changing. 
and what you can do in order to be one step ahead of everyone. Because things are going to get crazy. Things are going to get competitive. And only the people at the top um, are going to, you know, um, be able to take best advantage of it. And I want you guys to be in that position. So that's exactly why. I wanted to dive into that. So with that being said, that wraps up this session of the 7-Minute Job Interview Podcast. Now, as I mentioned, if you guys are having trouble with your resume, come over to 7MinuteJobInterview.com forward slash resume. Make sure you come over. Um, Also, make sure you guys contact me on LinkedIn if you have any questions at Davon Goddard, D-A-Y-V-O-N-G-O-D-D-A-R-D. Make sure you come over, say hi, tell me you listen to the show, or if you have a specific question, let me know there. Also, I want to thank you guys. We passed 1 million downloads. Now, this happened probably two months ago, but I haven't thanked you guys for it. So I just want to say thank you for passing 1 million downloads. Um, you know, you guys keep the show going and you guys are finding value from it. And that's the main reason why I decided to do the show so I can help you guys, you know, get paid what you're worth and achieve the career that you're longing for. So that being said, I appreciate you guys. And I will see you in the next episode. Peace out.